Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. This is Scott Wade, and I'm glad to be alive. Thank you for joining today's conversation, The Good You Can Do Now. Before we get into today's topic, I want to remind you that we have postponed The Normal Christian Life, a series of conversations uh, from the book uh, written by Watchman Nee back in the uh, middle part of the 20th century. We will get to that topic soon, The Normal Christian Life, but I just didn't feel like we were quite ready to, uh, to tackle that. Uh, meanwhile, though, I want to share some of the things that have been going through my mind. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Thoughts that uh, pass through my mind don't stay very long. They get lonely in there. Okay, I've been advised against attempting humor, and I'll, uh, uh, I, don't, I'll, I won't promise I won't do it again, but I'll try to remember not to. So let's get started on the good you can do now. This particular thought um, came to my mind uh, several weeks ago. Let me set the stage for it a little bit. Um, for the last several months, Lana and I have been traveling back and forth to Pelion, South Carolina, where I was serving as the interim pastor. It's about a two-hour drive, and we typically would drive up on Sunday morning and stay for the morning service and then drive home that afternoon. And uh, as we did that across the, uh, the weeks that we were there, we got acquainted with a, a lady who worked in the rest area just on this side of Orangeburg. Her name was Barbara. And Barbara was always so kind. Barbara would smile great big at us, and often she'd comment on how good Lana looked, and, and she'd look at me and feel a little sorry for me and, and tell me that I looked good too. Well, anyway, as uh, time went by and we chatted with Barbara from time to time, um, I began to sense that uh, here was a, uh, a sister in the Lord. And so as we were coming to the end of our time there uh, in Pelion, I decided that I wanted to, to give her something to, uh, to let her know how much I appreciated her attitude and uh, how, much I was, uh, how happy I was that, uh, that she was my sister in the Lord. Uh, so uh, one Sunday morning, I took one of my books and um, uh, took it with me into the rest area. And sure enough, there was Barbara. I could hear her talking to Lana in the ladies' room, and uh, she was telling her how good she looked. Then when she came out, I just smiled great big at her, and I said, um, are you my sister? And she smiled back at me and she said, yes, I am. And I told her here, I've got something I want to give to you. And so uh, I presented that book to her and she was so excited to, to receive a copy of the climb start here. And, uh, she said, Oh, Oh, you have to sign this. And of course there we were in the, the middle of the lobby there in the rest area. And so uh, I signed the book for, gave her a prayer guide and a, a and a business card. And uh, we explained to her that we wouldn't be coming too many more weeks. So we wouldn't be coming through on Sunday morning. And uh, we just uh, uh, just bid her goodbye and, and uh, went on our way. And, and then we saw her the next week. And the following week, Lana wasn't with me. And I had decided, well, I want to, to take Barbara something else. So I uh, picked up a uh, copy of my Christmas devotional book, uh, Christmas with Luke. And I decided I was going to, uh, to give that to Barbara uh, that day as I drove through the rest area. And so I had those plans made, and, and I stopped and got out of the truck and uh, began 
in make, making my way into the uh, the rest area. And there was a, a gentleman, he was another attendant, another employee who worked at the rest area. And I'd noticed him before as I'd talked with Barbara, but I'd never really said anything to him. And uh, he was eyeing me very closely and I couldn't figure it out. Made me a little bit nervous, but, but I was okay with that. And I went into the restroom and I didn't see Barbara uh, before I went in and come back as I was coming back out, I didn't see her again. But as I came out the door, uh, there that man was, that gentleman uh, was, was right there looking at me, not just at me, but he was looking at the book, the Christmas with Luke book that I had in my hand. And that kind of unnerved me a little bit. And I stopped and looked at him and, and uh, he said, is that for me? And he pointed at the book and I said, oh, well, no, I brought it for Barbara, but is she working today? And he said, yeah, she's here. I said, well, um, I tell you what, I brought it for Barbara, but I think I'm going to give it to you. But would you do me a favor and tell Barbara that if she wants a copy of this book, now I want you to show it to her and you tell her if she wants a copy of this book to get in touch with me. She has my business card. She, she knows how to contact me. Have her get in touch with me and I'll send her a book as well. And the gentleman thanked me, and I went on my way. I haven't heard from Barbara yet, but I hope that I do soon, or I'll just have to make a special weekend trip up to that rest area so that I can give her a book too. I began thinking about that incident, and the more I thought about it, I formulated a thought. Don't sacrifice the good you can do now for the good you hope to do later. That's pretty profound, isn't it? Don't sacrifice the good you can do now for the good you hope to do later. You see, I could have uh, uh, kept a hold of that book and not given it to that young man and could have gone on my way hoping that uh, I would see Barbara again and hope, hopefully be able to give her that book. That was a good thing. But there was something good I could do right at that moment to share the love of Christ and the, the generous spirit. and and so. I just decided I wanted to, to go ahead and give it to him. I hope I get a chance, as I said, I hope I get a chance to, to give a copy to, to Barbara. But that was something I knew I had a chance to do, and I did not want to sacrifice some later good that I might not ever get an opportunity to do for some good that I knew I could do right now. For those of you who have known me a little while, perhaps have heard me uh, preach or speak, you've probably heard me say this. What you can do, or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. What you can do, or dream you can, begin it. That's a quote from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And that quote was pinned to my uh, bulletin board in, in my office for many, many years. I just liked the sound of it. It sounded so avant-garde. But to be honest with you, I didn't really live by it. It wasn't until I began contemplating doing this podcast that I took it to heart. I'd been wanting to do a podcast ever since I began Momentum Ministries, but I just kept putting it off. I wanted to get more information. I wanted to have the right equipment. I wanted to have more ideas to talk about, make some, some specific plans, and, and wait for the right opportunity. I didn't want to start it too soon. After all, as someone once said, you only have one chance to make a first impression. But I found out that I could never get all the details quite right. I just couldn't get the stars to line up. So when a donor came to me and said 
he wanted to give something to uh, to Momentum Ministries for a for a new ministry or something that we needed, I decided that I'd pull out that quote and in the words of Nike, just do it. And so I said, I have just a project that we can do, and that's this podcast. Now, without a doubt, there have been times when I've acted too quickly, with too much haste. But the truth of the matter is, most of the time, I miss out on things, not because I'm too impetuous, but because I'm too cautious. The Bible says we're to make the most of our opportunities because the days are evil. In other words, there's just too much wrong not to do right. There's just too much darkness not to shine a light. There's too much to lose not to put up a fight. Listen to the words from the Apostle James. Come now. This is James chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. That's through verse 17 of James 4. And I believe it's a warning. Sometimes we have such big plans. We dream about doing such great things that we miss out on doing the right thing that is in front of us. The Apostle Paul didn't do that. He believed that he needed to be moving. He charged forward all over Asia Minor, seeking to, uh, to find the Lord's will and to, uh, to accomplish the purpose of God and preach the gospel. And then finally, God gave him a vision and, and directed him into Macedonia. But all along the way, he was proactive. He was busy. He was moving forward. But it's more than just being proactive. We need to have the, uh, the mindset of taking life as God leads us and as God opens the door for us each and every day to make the most of every opportunity. Uh, I once read of an author, a preacher, who didn't have a filing system for his illustrations. That impressed me. It actually made me feel a little less guilty because I don't have a filing system for my illustrations either. But then I read why he didn't. He said, if I come across something that's good, I just trust that God brought it to me to use right now. So he worked it into the book he was working on, or he worked it into the sermon he was, he was working on and was about to preach. And I want to live life like that. When God presents an opportunity to me, I want to take advantage of it. I don't want to wait and, and do something big later. I want to do the good that's right in front of me and not uh, wait and waste time for the good that I hope to do later. To borrow a question that the Lord asked Moses when he was calling him to lead the children of Israel out of bondage. He said to Moses, what is that in your hand? Of course, it was his staff. And God used that staff as a tool, as an instrument, of deliverance for the people of God. And I would ask you, what's in your hand? What is before you right now? What is the good that you can do in this moment? Don't put it off. 
do the good you can do now. And then later, if God has a bigger good for you to do, he'll bring it to you. Trust in him. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you today that you lead us from glory to glory. You change us, the scripture says, but also you lead us in life from one opportunity to the next. Help us not to miss opportunities to do good and to do right as we seek to do greater things and bigger things. Help us always, Lord, to respond to your spirit and do the good before us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for listening in today. I appreciate all our listeners and the contributors as well. If you can contribute toward uh, this ministry, you can do so if you'd like to with the uh, link that's on the podcast. Uh, Join us next week for the conversation. It's going to be about get a job. That's the name of it, get a job. And so I I hope you'll join with us next week. Thanks again for being a part of uh, today's casual conversation. And God bless you. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries, with two M's in the middle, dot org. God bless you and have a great day.